What is up, guys? What's happening? Yeah, uh, for, are we recording right now? Have we, have we started? Uh, yes, I am recording. Okay, cool. For those <laughs> who don't know, we have a very interesting uh, conversation in the chat about uh, each of our uh, defecation habits. And see, I have hemorrhoids, so I commented that it feels like I'm trying to pass a skip it when I shit. But Jacob's got more of a, like, from what I'm understanding here, like, hard directional spray going on so Ugh. what i really want to know is i want to i want to hear from uh from the other jay now if i can but uh first i want to say thanks again for having me on open meisters i'm really glad to be here well thank you for being here this is our uh extra episode every yes month. this is uh the one they get for um uh supporting you fine folks isn't it? <laughs> yeah for i just want to say money. How I'll big try not of, to disappoint. How big uh, of an asshole you are for making Jacob read <laughs> two minutes of uh, Shakespeare. Oh, you just recorded that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. we did. How do you, how'd you do? How, how do you do? It was rough, man. Like, I'm, I'm pretty fucking retarded, you know? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, well, <laughs> at least I know my money's not going to waste, goddammit. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's introduce ourselves. Before we talk about poop again, uh, I, I'm one half of your host, Jason Robbins. Jason. I'm, I'm the other half of your host, Jacob Craig. And we other have guy. <laughs> Mr. Mark Simmons returning to the show. To uh, back, touch, touch Biloxi himself is back. And uh, we're we're doing this extra episode. Um, I, I, what exactly are we talking about tonight? The Matrix? Yeah, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Matrix. About the Matrix. Okay, okay. I, I, I was a little Sorry. confused on... I do so many podcasts and and extra episodes now for everything, I don't even know <laughs> where I'm at anymore. It's like, are we? what are we talking about? Like, video games now? Yeah. I don't even know. I've got to... Dude, I've got to start. I keep thinking about starting a podcast called Whatever Fuck You with Mark Simmons. And it's just like... <laughs> the, like the whole point is that I just... I don't ask the guests about anything they do. I ask them arbitrary questions, and I'm just generally rude to them. Do you think that would be funny? Do you think that would go over to a listener? Maybe. I mean, I would love to be a guest on that podcast. <laughs> I think I would. I think too. I might go for it, man. You know what? Consider this the official announcement of whatever fuck you with Mark Simmons. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Are you going to do it remotely, like through uh, Discord or Zoom or something? I guess like I'm going to have to, man, because I ain't going out into that fucking world. You kidding me? Yeah. It's a hellscape no right shit. now. shit. I'd love to be a guest if that's the, uh, that's the case. Yeah, so, absolutely. I have you both on, man, but separately, man. Only one at a time. So Otherwise, I, I fear you yeah, overpower me. So I successfully steered yeah, us away from poop talk. So let's go. <laughs> we can get back yeah. to it if we need to. <clears throat> we, we might get back there at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know exactly what what we're doing here. So you two, no, let's um, <laughs> let's talk about what's different with the three of us since the last time we we talked. Since Hell since yeah. Mark's been on our podcast, what's uh has anything transpired in your life since then? Oh, who me? Yeah. Oh, man, I started uh, uh, sponsoring this reasonably mediocre podcast that I think will get pretty good. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now I've just been um, just living life, man. Uh, not really working on a lot of music. I've had my girlfriend over for the past couple of weeks. She lives out in Texas, so we visit like twice a year and fuck like rabbits. We have a good time. Um, yeah. got, got Salute the other day. You guys remember Salute? Yeah. Been a hot minute since I've like gone out and eaten. <laughs> I didn't even know Salute was still around. Yeah, 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 man. They um, they're still kicking, still making that chicken parmesan, baby. Huh. Oh, I could Hell go yeah. for some chicken parmesan right now. You have no idea. I could tear up. Oh man, some don't chicken even get parmesan me started, dude. I haven't right eaten now. yet. I was gonna eat after this. Um, I do. Hey, I want to. I want to give a shout out real quick. Um, one of my favorite uh, independent uh, rap artists uh, got his motherfucking toes cut off. What? By a lawnmower the other day. Yeah, this guy neighbors through the wall. And I just uh, I wanted to take a moment to say, like, you guys, check out his music. He sells butt plugs, face masks, all kinds of shit with his logo on it. He's a wild and crazy dude. I fucking love him. Uh, go buy his music, buy his butt plugs while he's in the hospital healing up with his seven remaining toes. Wow. That's neighbors. Oh, wow. So it, it got a good three of them on the same foot. Yeah. Or I think same foot. I, I don't want to be too intrusive. You know what I mean? Like, how? how yeah. Where's the line of rudeness between, like, dude, are you okay, and holy shit, are you a freak show now? I don't know, you know? Yeah, that would have been my first question, was which toes? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. 
What's uh, what's been different with you, Jason, since the last time we talked to Mark? Honestly, not much. <laughs> Just um, I've been getting really into more um, speed running old video games. So I've been nice. doing a lot of uh, Twitch streaming. Uh, I'm trying to speed run Ninja Gaiden. I don't know if you guys Dude. ever played that game. Uh, I'm in a tournament next week. The game's hard to just fucking play, much less oh, yeah. speed run. I, I There's some great... I, I'm sorry, I don't want to over talk, but I fucking I, I watch a lot of speedrun videos, and there's great boosting uh, yes. strategies in fucking Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. like where you take damage and push yourself yep. over like a difficult enemy or a jump. I, I, I love watching speedruns, man. Are you good at that shit? Can you? Uh, yeah, like, how I mean, good are you? What's your What's your time, man? What's your best? Uh, well, my <laughs> my time right now, I, I haven't really timed myself speeding it yet. I, I have done where I completed it in uh, in okay. an hour. Uh, Better than about me. a week or so ago, but I've been trying to I learn. Never beat that motherfucker. I've been trying to learn all the different, like you said, all the booths, all the where, um, where all the different weapons are, the weapons yeah. I don't need to get because uh, certain bosses. Yeah, take like certain right before weapons. the final boss, they give you like a weaker weapon or something, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah so yeah, you got a like three phase fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the that's the part I've been uh, practicing a lot over the last week is uh, I got some save states for that game and yeah. I just go hey, practice the, the final bosses. So if you guys want to watch me, uh it's it's Friday the 28th from 8 to 10 Central. will be on my Twitch channel uh twitch.tv/jfunktastic and watch me in the uh RGB High Score Ninja Gaiden tournament. Hell yeah. I'm rooting for you, man. I think you got I think you got the fucking juice, kid. I hope so. Like some of the guys in the tournament are pulling in like 15 minute uh speed runs right now so i'm like i got some work ahead of me this next week yeah but what they got on you in mojo come on man like think about it like that <laughs> yeah you know? well, we'll see i i'm just want to be in the top five if i can be in the top five i'll be happy i think you're gonna get beat by an asian kid <clears throat> probably <laughs> come now this isn't a dance dance revolution tournament yeah well I have a friend who was from the philippines <laughs> who was amazing at dance dance revolution like that's not a stereotype yeah. They're no, dude, I know, dude. I used to go to the relief. fucking Boomtown Arcade, and it would like, and I know, I know, I could probably get in trouble for saying this shit, but no, there'd always be an Asian kid on there ripping that motherfucker up, man. No kidding, yeah. though. My friend from the Philippines, shout out to Paul. He fucking is amazing Paul? at Dance Dance Revolution. He will like put one hand on the back thing. Oh my god, grip, dude! And, and just because, get to moving the feet. Yeah, because there's points where he like doesn't even have his feet like on the <sighs> ground. Because he's just doing transitions in air, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Couldn't do it. I love Dance Dance Revolution, man. I had that shit. I had DDR Max on PS2 as a kid with the pad and everything. Love mm-hmm. that motherfucker. But I'd play it on like easy and normal and shit, man. Dude, I've told stories many time on on Nerd Cave Retro about how I used to go to uh, Aladdin's Castle in the mall. Oh man, back when I was Aladdin's a kid, Castle and, was just a little before my time, man. But I remember going there once as a kid. Back I, in the nineties, cool. they used to do uh, Killer Instinct. Um, tournaments, uh, like Tekken tournaments on, on Saturdays. So me and my buddy who worked at, at, um, Dillard's, uh, I'd go meet up with him on Saturdays and during his lunch break, we'd go down to, uh, to Aladdin's castle for the, the Tekken tournaments and we'd get our asses handed to us by like a little, you know, a little seven year old Asian kid that can like barely see up over the thing. And he's like, like whipping everybody's ass. And it's like, okay, I guess these. (laughs) It's just, it's just something with little Asian kids, man. They just yeah, man. tear ass. They're, fucking, they're dexterous, man. They got the <laughs> fucking the hand-eye coordination to definitely take me out in Tekken. Yeah. No no doubt, dude. All around, Tekken players. Yeah. Who, who, who do you play as? Got King over here. Sometimes oh, man, Paul. I don't, I don't even remember, honestly. It's been so long okay. since I've, I played Tekken. I've never played Tekken. You're telling me I'm I'm up I'm up in here with two men that can't name the entire Tekken roster? No. <laughs> God Correct. Damn. Dude, I haven't touched a, a Tekken game since like nineteen ninety seven, probably. Nah, Tekken hasn't been good since like Tekken four. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I play mainly Mortal Kombat if, as far as fighting games go. Mortal Kombat and UFC is kind of where where I draw the line. Dude, Mortal Kombat versus D C Universe is still one of my favorite games. Mm. Fucking love that game. My main yeah, no. in Mortal Kombat is always Johnny Cage because he goes straight for the fucking. You would be, dude. You would be a fucking shadow <laughs> kick using motherfucker, bro. 
<laughs> he goes for the nuts, and you know what? If I'm fighting some motherfucker who's trying to bicycle kick me in the face, I'm gonna punch him Dude, in the nuts. For me, did you, okay? Did you ever play uh, Deadly Alliance, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance? No. Well, they had a character. Uh, it was a, an apprentice of Sub Zero's called Frost. And my main is Sub Zero in most games, but it's Frost in this game because it's just Sub Zero with titties. And I like that shit. <laughs> so Frost is definitely my favorite Mortal Kombat character of all time. Sub Zero yeah. with titties. I think Baraka yeah. is probably my favorite uh, Mortal Kombat character. Ever since part two, I, oh, I used dude, to. That's Baraka a tough motherfucker, Baraka. Yeah. Dude, no, he got those fucking arm blades and yeah. shit, man. We used to yeah, have dude, a. Um, fucking fight, man. I used to work at the Sicilies in Biloxi. Back in God the 90s. Damn. And uh, we had a Mortal Kombat machine in, in the back. And we used to play it all the time. Baraka was my go-to, man. I would tear oh, yeah. everybody's ass up with Baraka. All you got to do is hit back and the A button. And you, just, like you said, you do the... The, yeah. the scissor cut with those those and they arm can't blades. fucking block that shit, man. You can't you can't do nothing There's about no it. Move. He's so overpowered, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like fucking uh, who is it? Dalsum in Street Fighter, where yes. you can just fucking do the slide move forever. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you just fucking run games with that shit. Yep. Jacob. So anyway, I think, Jacob's got I nothing think we to say. Talk about how He's... Hayden Christensen perfectly executed the role of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, was that. <laughs> That yeah, we that's do? the Patreon topic for tonight. <laughs> I, I believe that, but that can be another that can be another day. I do I defend Hayden Christensen and and the and the two good prequel movies. Hey, you want to know something? I will say this: now that I have been an actor and I've been in productions, I've been on professional sets, I've been on you know like short films. I can say that I really do feel bad for Hayden Christensen. I think he gets a bad rap because for sure. I couldn't deliver those lines. There's no way I could deliver those lines. Oh yeah, fucking it's like Harrison doing. Ford said, you can write this shit, yeah. George, but you can't fucking say it. Yeah. Like I went back and and we've been uh me and Angelina have been rewatching the prequels and I have a I'm greater appreciation for them now because I'm like they did but I like, the best they could with what they had, you know? Here's my thing. Can I let me give you my pitch of like the way I see fucking Hayden Christensen Christensen's Anakin Skywalker. Everybody talks about his voice being monotone. When you think of fucking Darth Vader, what do you think of but that fucking voice? He just yeah. doesn't have the pitch modulated by the thing. I think genuinely, as a character trait, he was trying to match James Earl Jones' speaking patterns and just kind of sucking at it because he was, you know, the fucking 20-year-old white boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and I think he shows a lot of a lot of concern with the scenes where he's talking about Padme and all that shit. Shit you can see in the eyes. Like, I don't know. I I could talk forever about Hayden Christensen because he's a fucking dreamboat and I love him. What are we doing? <laughs> Jumper is a good fucking movie. Yeah. Jumper with Jumper. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Great, great. He was You're a great pro- actor in that movie. Sure, absolutely. I tell you what. How do you guys feel about Robert Pattinson uh, as Batman? I'm all for I it. I hate it. I am Why? Until I see it. Okay, you hate it. Okay, until yeah. you see it. I get it. I get it. Does Twilight stay in it for you at all? Is that like yeah. part of that's the thing? Yeah, that's the I, thing I, I because I've, I've never seen a Robert Pattinson movie aside from Twilight. Or, well, I saw him in okay, Harry Potter as well, but go fucking watch The Lighthouse yesterday, bro. Mm. That's one of the greatest yeah. movies to come out the, in the post two thousands, like easily. I yeah, fucking love that movie, dude. Dude, even even but the he, thing is, is even he says you, you know say, like Jason? Twilight was a paycheck. I mean, like, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, and poor fucking uh, who's the chick that played Bella in Twilight? Chris, Kristen uh, Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. That poor chick, because they held up a sham relationship. She's a lesbian, you know, but they held up a sham relationship for the Twilight fans, and it built this fucking like frenzy around them that just could not have been nice to live in. Yeah, like the yeah. Like, the whole like the the speculation of the public, and I just feel like that's got to be crazy, man. Yeah, that's got to suck. Yeah. I will say though, team, like, team Edward for sure, ten times over. I'm team Jacob obligated. Just <laughs> by name, man. Look, I'm telling you, they're both creeps and terrible, but only yeah. Jacob fell in love with a newborn baby. Yeah, much like I thought we were Jacob. talking about the movie. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> Let's get started on the the discussion tonight. So, Mark, we're going to let you get get us started here. For uh, we're going to be talking about the Matrix. Okay. Okay. So, um, damn, 
you threw me the ball and I'm dropping it. Okay, no. So the <laughs> Matrix is a mo- uh, series of movies about the one who uh, is destined to uh, destroy and recreate the Matrix and uh, free everybody into the real world, which is Zion, right? But I'm here to tell you that, that is all a fucking lie, okay? Based on the movie's own dialogue, and we're going to get into this shit, fellas. Not only am I going to convince you that Neo is not the one, but that Agent Smith is, and that Zion is part of the Matrix. And that is the groundwork for this discussion today. Honestly, that was my uh, that was my theory before Part 2 came out, was that Zion itself was going to be just another level of the Matrix. Because think and about then it, in I mean, Part 2, he uses his fucking powers outside the Matrix. And, I, and I'm sorry... But uh, what what was his name? The guy that uh, Joey Pants. What was his character's name? Um, the guy that was, that was like the, the the Matrix is telling my brain this steak is juicy and oh that motherfucker. That's a good scene. I I can't remember what the fuck is name. Can't Tank? remember his name. No, Tank was the the computer guy. But I agree. I mean, I kind of agree with that guy. Like, who would want to be in the the real world? I mean, it would suck to live there. But dig it. That presents. The major theme of the movie, which is that they had to create Zion as a fake part of the Matrix because humans will always want a choice, the subconscious choice to accept or reject the Matrix. And that conversation is about that overarching theme. So Zion is literally just another Matrix level for the people who reject the Mm -hmm. Matrix. And I think that conversation like directly details that. I think so. Because, I mean, it would have made a much better, um, you know, part two and three, you know, the sequels to the movie. Not that I thought they were terrible, but they, they had just... a lot to do and it got a little all over the place. I think so. They're I think... good. I love them, but yeah, honestly, so, I, I like were, part. They three. were rushed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were, were shot side by side, right? They're the very close together. And the Wachowskis didn't have a plan for a two and three. They yeah. just wanted this one movie. Oh, and then, Two and three just kind of happened. I don't know why. I guess because the studio wanted to franchise it. Yeah. I think it's perfect, and, but we'll get there. All right. What were yeah. you saying, Jason? I honestly, I, two is just way too convoluted. Like, it's just, I, I felt that entire time sitting in the theater. I'm like, they don't know what to do with it. Like, they Dude, had. I'm telling you. <laughs> let me jump in and tell you why it's beautiful and perfect, man. Because, like, you get in there, and it's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense, like, within the rules of the first movie. It's like, how is Agent Smith free, which they never really explain. Um, how is he, like, changing things with the Matrix, making copies of himself. That motherfucker is the one, man. The architect. Do you guys remember um, that conversation at the end of the third movie that makes just, you know, however much sense you want it to? Yeah. Um, he says that the uh, one comes from within the Matrix and will be able to change it. Now, Neo has a lot of powers within the Matrix. He doesn't change a damn thing about it. Agent Smith comes in and starts turning everyone el- it, uh, like else into him and shit. Yeah. And I just feel like by the definition given of what the one should be, who by the way, Neo loses and when Agent Smith wins, uh when Agent Smith wins at the end, everything fucking explodes and the matrix is destroyed and renewed. Man, like I'm telling you, if you watch that second movie hmm. with Agent Smith being the one in mind, like when he assimilates the Oracle and he calls her mom, uh, that harkens back, or uh, foreshadows, excuse me, to the, I'm really into this. I know you guys are probably freaked out. <laughs> but that, that foreshadows to the conversation with the architect again, where he says, if the Oracle could be considered the mother of the Matrix, then I am the father. The one is the remainder anomaly from a set of numbers that is essentially the child of the Matrix. Born in the Matrix, able to change the Matrix, cause its restoration. Agent Smith and... Went from the Matrix into Zion, man. Thus proving again that Zion is part of the Matrix. So, the um, the architect and um, the Oracle are they just? They are just like an AI, right? They are part of yeah. the, the machines. They're the they're the. I, I would call them the like hierarchy. You know what I mean? Like the king and queen of the AI. Okay, so they sort of decide like the numerology and then kind of like the the metaphorical fates. But that's also kind of something that never really sat right with me. Or like they were created to create the Matrix. So basically, they're an AI. They're just an AI program. Both Pretty of them, awesome. two two AI programs to create the Matrix. And but they were made by the the ro- the the machines. But they're it's like. 
So here's here's my line of thought with it. Um, there's also a uh, a sub theory to the Agent Smith. There's one theory is that uh, the Oracle knew the entire time and just lied to everybody about Neo being the one because she knew that if Agent Smith assimilated Neo, it would end the war with the machines. But um, something that I think is really interesting about uh, the Oracle and the Architect is that I don't think they um, I don't think they're real. I think they're facets of the lie given to Neo because the original script for the Matrix didn't call for people to be used as batteries. See, I think that explanation is a further part of the Zion sub-level of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. The humans are probably really being used as a connected uh, neural network. Well, that's like, what I was going to say. Anything in the like, world is a better battery than the human body. The, you know the, what I mean? If the level with Zion and the machines as a whole just another the level of the Matrix what exactly is outside of that like what is it well just, we never see that <clears throat> well that's what but i'm here's saying a is, fun... it, is it just maybe just Sorry. the whole thing is just one big computer simulation yeah the idea is we never see the real world and there's a moment the last moment you see zion in the third movie before everything changes before the matrix is rebooted essentially you never see zion again and the last line that morpheus says is is this real if you take that as him talking metaphorically about zion being a sub-level of the matrix it's really mind-blowing because then you never see zion again because that reality was erased (laughs) so my question is if agent smith is the one how is neo special like why does neo have all these other powers that no one else has i'm thinking that there um, has to be a balance because it establishes that everyone can have those powers you know what i mean like they show Morpheus doing it in the fight scene and all that shit. I know it. it yeah, that's kind of unexplainable. I assume he's just good at shit. <laughs> you know Honestly, what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, he's Keanu Reeves, you know? I think it just has <laughs> something to do with numbers or something. Like, there has to be a balance to everything. Like, for, yeah. yeah. Like, with the Oracle. So he's kind of the counterbalance of the one, the way that Agent yeah. The architect was. says yeah. that, actually. Like, yeah. Like, that they balance each other. Because for the anomaly that was the one would, be, would come... Uh, an energy or some other shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm half drunk and I can't remember the architect's speech. Who could? <laughs> but when you uh, think about it. There's the architect and the Oracle and then there's Neo and then there's agent Smith. So there's kind of like this, uh, checks and balances kind of, uh, you know, balance to, to the entire matrix. And that's maybe the, the point of the framework is there's always going to be, you know, if this, like what? What was the point of of the being the one? Was it like you said? Was it just kind of like you know the oracle and the the architect, like the 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 numbers, well, like you a, said, the, the like, kind, me, bro. kind of the leftover residual DNA? Hey, hold of, on, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something really trashy right now and answer a Facebook call. <laughs> okay. Tell them that they're on open micers as soon as they answer. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to hear him. No, I can't hear. Hey, what up, homie? I'm 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 in an I'm in an interview on Open Meisters right now. Open I'm in an Meisters. interview on a Meisters. podcast right now, man. <laughs> I, I I answered it. I answered it. Uh, confirm TJ for Overwatch. Well, that's wonderful. We'll get together and play. We're gonna get we're gonna get out of bronze one day, man. <laughs> Who who was that? I don't have time for this. Okay, look, I gotta let you go, man. That's this is my boy Hybrid Black. Uh, y'all know him from some old Touch Biloxi songs. He doesn't want to be famous anymore, but he did say we in this. <laughs> <laughs> we in this. All right, we made it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, homie. Sorry. Touch Biloxi bonus episode featuring Hybrid Black. There so you go. No, that's a, that's a fucking exclusive, man. He hasn't been on a track in a while, but he's plotting on some shit. So basically what, out. I, what I'm saying is why create the one and then why have that counterbalance? So the one is functionally a remainder of a problem that can't be solved evenly. He's not created necessarily as just kind of output by process. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, they, in fact, the architect goes on to say that like, if he could, he would solve it to where there was no uh, anomaly, no one, no remaining number, but he just hasn't figured it out yet, but they've recreated it and destroyed it six times and have become exceedingly efficient at it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I fucking love that guy. I'm going to have to go back and watch these again because it's been a while. I really do yeah. like the third one a lot. 
Um, I do too. The I, stuff in Zion I, is just great. Yeah, that whole battle scene in Zion is just mm-hmm. fantastic. I love anything with mechs. Like I'm just a, <laughs> yeah, I'm just a fan of mechs. And that whole so, uh, Zion scene was just great. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, everything in um, in the third movie got wrapped up so well. What are what the hell are they going to do for Matrix Four? Is my question. Oh man, I think okay. So remember how I said the original script was for the uh, the actual reality to be a neural network instead of a battery thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the producers are they they changed that by executive decision. It was out of their control. They were like audiences won't understand this. I think now they think audiences will, and they're just gonna blow our fucking minds yeah. and take us to the finally like to the real level. Like you know what I mean? Because Zion was fake. All this shit is crazy. Nothing you know is real. Neo can fly again. Let's get in there. Involve Will Smith. That's so- another thing. Is uh, do you think the Matrix would have been as successful if Will Smith? Had got cast as the one. That's hold on. There's another part to that question you didn't ask me, and I have to make it known. Also, Sean Connery was offered the role of Morpheus. What do I yeah. think? Do I think a Will Smith and Sean Connery pairing would have sold tickets? I, yes, critics. No, I think honestly, I just can't yeah, see okay. it. I could see a so Sean Connery as Smith, uh, not Sean Connery as fucking Morpheus, man. I could see Sean Connery as Agent Smith. Yeah, that 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 works out. Ooh. Maybe that'd be a weird. Know, that would be different. That'd be weird. But I I think I could I could see it. Yeah, put some of that Sean bond Connery in, as, in it. Yeah, Sean Connery as the architect would be the best role. Yeah, that would fit him. God, but, fucking um, who the fuck? Did the movie about the guy driving the car so that the dude driving the bootleg whiskey wouldn't get caught. Got the song in it. He's bounding down. Oh, Look yeah. Uh, Jerry Reed. <laughs> well, uh, the bandit. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds could have played the architect like a motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, did no, you see that movie? Dude. You don't think so? Dude, go if watch. It more of a, if it were more of a B-level movie, if it were more of like an under-budget movie, I could see Burt Reynolds in there, dude. Dude, there was this movie Burt Reynolds that... just chewing gum. Have you guys seen... <laughs> Have you guys seen Burt Reynolds' final movie? Um, it's no. on... Hold on. Let me look what up. What is it name. called? It's called... Come on. I tell you what, I did... Uh, I thought he was great in Archer. Like That was fun yeah, when they finally brought him in. Yeah, that, yeah. that was really fun. Yeah, I got dude. Have you guys been keeping up with Archer? I I got out of it in like the I think the Dreamland season or whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the Dreamland season. Uh, yeah. I stopped watching before that. It's called... it just got kind of boring to me, but I loved it otherwise, man. Like I I hope it's come back. I hope the new seasons are good. It's called the Last Movie Star with Burt Reynolds. And oh, I heard of that, dude. Y'all, That's you guys ominous, have dude. got to watch this movie. It is he deserved a posthumous Oscar this movie mm. where he's basically playing himself but I, it's it's hard to describe like he he's this broken down old forgotten actor you know like he and they use a lot of old clips of him like his old movies and stuff and they kind of digitally insert him like talking to himself in these old weird. movies it's weird and you got that almost makes me think of like Birdman. almost yeah, yeah. it's on that like level in a, in a weird way like obviously not you know different premise but like that old actor talking to himself and then yeah. like, he gets up for this award at some uh you know film festival like they're doing a uh, whatever his name is in the the movie like they're doing a film festival of him and they're giving him a lifetime achievement award so he decides to go to it but it ends up just being this like real crappy little film festival at like a bar in tennessee and then he gets uh-huh. like he ends I up, would accept those awards and Can then he goes win? like and and just goes on kind of like this life you know, like, uh, uh, look at his life up to that point where he goes and visits his old house he grew up in and, like, his, his first wife and all this stuff. And she's, like, in the hospital with dementia. And just, oh, like, shit. it's crazy a good movie. Like, please, please go watch it. Absolutely. What was it called again? Called The Last Movie Star. Dude, hell yeah, The Last Movie Star. I'll check that out. No, that sounds uh, emotional, man, involved, yeah, it is. Honestly. It's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. That does sound like a good movie. Uh, back to the back, back, to the back to the question at hand. <laughs> what I want to know is: Will Smith and Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus still? Just Keanu Reeves replaces Will Smith. Oh, you're talking about the, like that pairing? Dynamite. You think? Dynamite. I don't know. 
I don't know if the Matrix would have been as big without Will, Keanu Reeves. Will Smith, I, I'll give you that. Will Smith has actually uh, said, and uh, I read this earlier because I, I, even though I did not rewatch these movies, because obviously I have them burned into my fucking eyeballs. <laughs> Um, Will Smith, I was looking into quotes, Will Smith did later say he didn't feel like looking back, he was at a mature enough point as an actor to have done it justice. Exactly. And, he, and, uh, and I could see that, you know what I mean? Cause I feel like he really like, I mean, he was always amazing. Don't get me wrong. But that period around like, I am legend, Hancock, all that shit. Like that was when he started to like really blossom. Yeah. Like as a leading right. man, like, in, like a, like, a, yeah. I, I, and, damn, and, those were good movies, man. And but I fucking like wild, wild west. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that was a, a kind of okay dude, movie. I mean, it's Kenneth Branagh as a legless fucking Confederate dude with <laughs> with a spider fetish, love him. Yeah, I will Shout watch. Dude, I Kevin would watch Smith. Kenneth Branagh eat shrimp, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch Kenneth Branagh do anything, man. I still yeah, won't that watch that fucking that Cinderella movie he, he directed though. Um, but speaking of the uh, going back to the Matrix, did you guys ever watch that uh, the uh, the Matrix anime? Um, the Animatrix. Yes. Yeah, the Animatrix. The Animatrix. Yep. There were some fun concepts in there. Yeah, that was... Uh, uh, it's been a I long time. It. it went right over my head. I yeah. didn't understand it. You remember the bit, though? Uh, they were like, there was like a hole in the Matrix, and if you dropped something in it, it would reappear and keep falling. And yeah. that, like I thought shit like that was cool. Like Those were yeah. fun ideas. And I think that's Thor what the Matrix was. They thought the Dark World... God, are yeah. we just doing the worst movies of all time kind of thing, or what? <laughs> well, that that same that same thing happened in Thor: The Dark World. Okay, hey, like real quick, where you real drop quick. Shit in. Least favorite MCU movie and why? Go. Thor: The Dark World because it's fucking shit. Um, okay. Iron Man Two. Ah. Uh, there, I get that. I like, Dude, it's got I like the, Iron Man 2. It's got the like biggest Iron Man plot 3. hole. No one likes 3. Iron Man 2 has the biggest like plot 3. hole in I've ever seen in a movie, and I just can't get over it. Like, Dude, I, and they didn't let Mickey... Like, Mickey Rourke was set and ready to overact that shit, and they didn't let him, and I thought restricting him was an obvious down point of the movie. Why was he on that track? How did he know that, that Tony Stark was going to be on that track? Yeah. There's no way he could have uh, known. Maybe Elon Musk tweeted it. He was in that room. Speaking of Elon <laughs> Musk, I was actually going to mention this because it, it kind of goes along with the Matrix thing. Because you talk about, you know, we're kind of getting to the point where, you know, originally the Matrix was supposed to be a neural network, but people wouldn't have understand, understood that in 99. But you talk yeah. about that now, people know what that means. And, you know, yeah. uh, what Elon Musk talks about, and I don't know if you guys have seen this clip where he talks about, um, are we in a simulation oh, right now? The one uh, on stage with the, uh, the professor yes. of physics and the. That that is a wonderful conversation. And they talk right now, about, and I don't know how to explain it, but the science is leaning towards probably not. Well, the a thing is, is if you talk, but about, I still believe the thing is, is our society, and, and as fast as we are, you know, our technology is just building upon itself. Eventually, we're going to get to the point soon where we can create a neural network like oh, that, yeah, man. where we can go into a virtual world and not be able to tell if we're in uh, the real world or. Uh, uh, a simulated world and the odds of that happening, like why ha wouldn't yeah. that have happened already? And are we the odds of us being the base reality is not one likely a, is one in a billion. When yeah. you look at the numbers, like we're probably not in the real world right now. We are in a simulation. Like the numbers you know, say man, that we're you in know a what simulation. What bothers me about that though? It's like, so what does that mean? Does that, like, negate the weight of life and death? Like, are we in a simulation where we die, we come out of it, we go into the real world? Are we created to be watched? Are we actually engaging in something? Are we? What, like, what does it mean? Are know? we just random computer programs just interacting yeah. with one another? I'm going to go fucking kill myself, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to find out. We're going to get to the bottom of this right now. Gonna have to have a what, seance. <laughs> what comes after? Get the Ouija board. God damn it! I want to know, man. You start listening Let's to some of these physics uh, professors and stuff talk about this shit, and there's tons of YouTube videos about it. And you're just like, I do like YouTube? You 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 look at them, and I like I'll go down a rabbit hole of like watching you know science uh, physics stuff, and I'm just like, are am I even real right now? Like, there's a fucking great yeah. video on is, strange is theory, real? the one with the ant and the piece of paper. You guys seen that shit? Ant and the piece of paper. It explains how we might be able to cut through wormholes in reality by like, oh, like yeah, imagine yeah. an ant is on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. then you fold the paper and yeah. cut a hole in it, 
and the ant walks through, but then unfold it. Suddenly yeah. he's on the other side of the paper. Yeah. So like the idea is like in string theory, we might be able to figure out a way to cut holes in reality to travel in distances. And uh, that could be fun. That's the thing. I got a whole book that I read not too long ago called Hyperspace by, uh, um, uh, oh crap, what's his name? Um, yeah, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. No. Um, but can I ask you guys a question while he's thinking about that? Does my hairline look like it's going like over here? Just a Michio bit. Kaku, who, was, uh, who wrote it. It looks good to me. Okay. Yeah, Michio Kaku yeah, wrote the it. the expert on hairlines. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, Michio but Kaku guys... wrote that. That wrote it. And it's all about like string theory and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like you read about that stuff, and, and it's like once we get to the point where our technology will <laughs> be able to tell this stuff, you know, that this only theory at this point, there's nothing we're gonna be able to not do. Oh man, it's good, dude. Right. Oh, it's gonna get so fucking crazy, man. <laughs> like within the next, because technology has expanded at a rate within the past fifty years that it hasn't expanded within the past thousand before it. Yep. Like, like the the rate we're moving is explosive and crazy, and and who's like, say it won't happen within the next twenty years, yeah. man. Simulated reality is all of it. You know? Well, they're already talking about the uh, the what do they call it when um, when human brains will merge with uh the singularity when we merge uh, yeah, yeah when we merge AI, with machines with machines i'm terrified they're predicting that's going to happen by 2037 here's an argument I, I i had the other day I, this, this sounds bad when i presented it as an argument i had with my girlfriend but i mean an intellectual argument and uh she she proposed to me this idea that uh, ai networks will not need our space they won't need to connect with us or like um use physical space at all because they'll exist in in a computer space like you know what i mean in digital space like there may never be a need for like a singularity or even on the farther end of it like a war with the machines that whole thing because they exist in digital space yeah Uh, they may never need to transcend beyond that true uh but you also think about uh the uh the need for you know humans are all uh, since the beginning of time, we've been trying to learn how to cheat death. Oh, and yeah. the way we're going to do <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is uploading our consciousness to, you know, a, a server somewhere. Ooh. And who's but that to brings say, about moral quandary. Is that Would the you soul? Yeah. Honestly? Probably. Dude said, yeah. Dude, hold on. You hit me with the <laughs> half yeah. And uh, if I could have... Uh, you know, an android body that looks like me, sounds like me, and download my consciousness into an android body that doesn't age, doesn't get hurt, doesn't feel pain, doesn't get sick, and it lives as uh, you know as long as you know a okay, couple of hundred years until I important question and upload that is, into another one. And- I'm serious. This presents a really important question. This is really metaphysical. Here we're getting into some shit. How fat would the android cock be? How what? <laughs> the the android cock. As you, big as you, you upload want your it. brain into an android. You want it to have a buzzing you know, beetle, bro. Like right. That's true. Like you Honestly, want a banger. I, that's why I want my I want my consciousness to just be downloaded directly into a vibrator. Yeah, like dude. That's, that's all I want my existence to be. Bro, living happily as fuck. Just. Yeah. Hell yeah. And another thing too. Think about this. You know, we start um, colonizing the the universe or whatever, and we have like <clears throat> you know the the internet that can go across you know the entire solar system or the the Milky Way galaxy. Where That's gonna be I don't think my Wi Fi is that strong, but we Dude. could get there. Who's to say wanna, we wanna... can't? And you just Throw upload your consciousness, quick. and there's like you know there's like uh, Hertz body rental car. Oh, uh, you know, off in some other star system, and you just download your consciousness into some, you know, rental car body, and you go on vacation. On oh my god, take the virtual <laughs> vacation, yeah, across the universe, yeah. How awesome Man. would that be? And it doesn't need oxygen. It you know, it's impervious to yeah. extreme heat, so you could go just walk around on any planet you want in this, you know, titanium. Uh, uh, Android body that that's the future. Again, I want as long as it has a big fat cock. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Like one of those, I, I won't accept the. Well, it's idea. interchangeable. You, you know, you can buy big ones. You can buy small ones. Why would you buy a small one? Well, have you seen like have you seen like one Maybe. of those fucking machine things? Like, oh that, hell yeah! Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's my one. That's that's Dude, what should be on the on the. I'd hate to get dick, into you know? a fight with one of those motherfuckers because they're just <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, the women that use those things are fucking insane they're and troopers. resilient. Oh my god, they have my respect. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I couldn't take it. Well, that put the podcast yeah, right. at, a, at a standstill. <laughs> we're, we're on Patreon. We're going to talk about fucking machines and android cocks. I, th- I, th- I think my, my fisting visual is a real special treat for the Patreon members, too. <laughs> we're, we're coming up on the 40, so. the 45-minute mark, guys. Uh, what uh, Did you have any last words about the, the Matrix uh, trilogy that you wanted to get out before we leave tonight? I would love to say um, that if you do rewatch the movies with the idea that, again, Agent Smith is one and Zion is part of the Matrix, you'll have a very fun time with your rewatch at the very least. I would also like to once again shout out my friend Neighbors Through the Wall. You can find his uh, trilogy of EPs, Love, Hate, Fuck, Thy Neighbor, uh, available on SoundCloud. He just lost three of his goddamn toes. Give him some money. He sells butt plugs. Buy one. Oh, uh, another Matrix property. Did you ever, (laughs) did you have an Xbox, an original Xbox? Oh, are you going to get in the path of Neo or Enter the Matrix? Both of them. Okay. Because I loved Enter the Matrix. I couldn't get past the first level of Enter the Matrix. Dude, Enter the Matrix was so fucking annoying, but I loved it. (laughs) I loved Enter the Matrix. But, like, Path of Neo, it it strayed so much from the movies. Like, once I started fighting giant cockroaches, I quit. That's weird. (laughs) That is weird. But fucking Enter the Matrix, they shot, like, 45 minutes of actual footage for and that was neat. That yeah. connected like uh, it was either two and three or one and two. But that was I wasn't in it for that. You know what I mean? I didn't even like the fucking game, but I wanted that footage, baby. Yeah, I wanted exactly. to see how the story. Unfolded. That was the whole reason I played the game. Kept playing the game. The game, yeah, game was decent. But I just wanted it's to keep fine. watching the 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 extra Those motherfucking footage. bullet time physics were funky, dude. Yeah, that was even funky for filmmaking. I'm kind of glad we got out of that. The whole bullet time thing. It, it was good as a in a vacuum where the Matrix existed. Yeah. And then everyone we've did never it. seen it before. And then every yeah. movie for the next five years, you're watching yeah. romantic comedies with Fuck bullet it. time. And you're just like, what yeah. are you doing? I tell you what, though, <laughs> Spider-Man one or two did it and they did fine with it. I'll give them that. They, they, they yeah. did it right. Well, there's certain movies that it works with. And that's something that Kung it would Kung Pao the Fist. The funniest movie of all time. <laughs> no, that's debatable. I, I do like <laughs> debatable. <laughs> Let's debate, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. We could do, I could do another hour with you about Kung Pao. Don't get me started. The DVD yeah. extra features alone, man. I Jesus watched Christ. Kung Pao one time, and I was like, eh, it's not really my, my man, style of comedy. If you buy the DVD... That shit has, like, six extra vocal tracks, dude. One being the actual dialogue they're saying. One being a storybook version with a narrator. The other one being absolute gibberish. <laughs> there are bonus features, like, galore in that motherfucking DVD, dude. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Now I, I want I, some Kung Pao chicken. Dude, I'm going to go watch Kung Pao after this. I think. <laughs> I'm fucking starving now. Yeah, but what about uh, Keanu Reeves doing the voice of, ne- of Neo in Path of Neo? Like, it's actually Keanu Reeves doing the voice of Neo Wait, did he? for that entire game. Yeah. That's, the that's entire cool. game, Keanu Reeves did the voice. How was he? Because voice acting like is a Neo. different realm, you know? Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it just sounded like Neo. And what about, do you think they're going to do any properties like that with The Matrix 4? Where they create any kind of studios video have game backed tag-along. off a lot for making like uh like movie based video games. I think they've noticed a lot of them didn't sell well because there was a lack of quality in a lot of those. They sell yeah. based on the title alone, and like literally only the over the hedge video game was any good. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's um, true. Well, what well, about the Madagascar video? I, I really like the penguin missions on the Madagascar video game. <laughs> Look, man, you can't. No one can outdo the penguins of Madagascar. Like anything they touch movie. is going to be solid fucking gold. I'm not going to sit here and question you <laughs> the goddamn merits of the penguins of Madagascar, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they exist on their own merit. Uh, I, I, so I got to say, they, they were my favorite part of the movie. In the game, they were awesome because you would like go up behind security guards and like jump up and karate chop them in the neck. Yeah, dude, they're little bad motherfuckers, dude. They don't give a fuck. Those penguins will do what it takes, man. (laughs) So on opening day, assuming that the um, the theaters will be showing both and open because the theaters are opening back up, but the only movie they're showing is the New Mutants, and that's going to be the only. That's gonna be the only reason it makes any fucking money is because oh it's showing Oh my god. The new You talking about that X-Men movie they shot eight fucking years ago? You know what I <laughs> hope they do? You know what I hope they do? I, it would be uh, it would be a confusing move, but I think it would be a smart one. Add a little footage at the end, make it the jumping off points for the mutants in the MCU. Just go ahead and connect it. Just fucking well, rip the, the bandage thing- off, do the mutants. <clears throat> It's gone through so many reshoots that the entire oh, yeah. story has changed. Well, they Dude, talked I about these motherfuckers don't even look alike from scene to scene because they were fucking aging teenagers in the middle <laughs> yeah. of it. So, like, over you shoot over four years, you got like you got the difference between Daniel Radcliffe and Philosopher Stone versus the motherfucker in Deathly Hollows in the same shot. Well, one of the actors in the movie the other day said, uh, man, when we, because they asked him of something about the movie, he's like, man, I don't remember. He's like, when we yeah. shot that movie, he's like, that was three movies and two relationships ago. Yeah, like, dude. Damn. <laughs> they, they, I, I tell you this, though. New Mutants is a fucking anomaly, because I don't think, because obviously we've had a great push towards streaming over fucking movie attendance. Wonder how it happened. Hey, but, but check this I, out. I don't think New Mutants would have come out if that hadn't happened. Think about like, this. Honestly. We might live in a world where with the Oscars next year, Sonic the Hedgehog might actually be up for Best Picture of the Year. Sonic the Hedgehog One of the only movies picture, that was Jay. in the theater this year. You know what? I New love that movie. Get, uh, like a makeup award or some shit. Maybe. Because like, that's all you can see for a week. But the Dude, point I was trying to get at is opening opening day. Are you going to see John Wick 4 or The Matrix 4? I ain't going to no fucking movie theater, bro. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm saying, it, it, assuming it's completely safe. For me, and you have for me my money, New Mutants. No shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot, man. Dude, I'm going John bro, Wick Bro, I'm going to go see that fucking movie. I don't care. And I, I'm actually, I've never seen a John Wick movie. I saw the <gasps> first half of the first one, but that's was too... Like it's so badass. Don't get me wrong, but that shit is hilarious, dude. Like these these dumbass kids just fuck this guy's shit up, and then the whole next forty minutes of that movie are people being like, "Oh, y'all done fuck John Wick shit up." Oh, dude, not it's... John Wick, and then a dude calls the guy, and he's like, "Oh, they did it to John Wick, man." And he's like, "No, not John Wick, man." Like dude, the whole it's... fucking movie is just them being like, "Not John Wick." And it's then three movies of him killing everyone because they killed his dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and I get it, and he's right well, to do it. I'm not saying man, he's unjustified. Yeah. I'm just saying, Look. like, the buildup of John Wick in the first John Wick movie is crazy. Like, he better come out of there with eight arms, every single one of them bearing an AK-47 with a bald eagle tattoo on his chest, dude. <laughs> like, okay, so so two things. First thing, Jason, I really want you to make a sound bite of, oh, no, not John Wick, <laughs> and... <laughs> For us to use on the podcast. And second thing, has, I have, to that. Have, have the two of you uh, watched the entire trilogy? I know Mark has it. Have you watched the entire trilogy, Jason? Yeah, I've seen all of them. I love okay, those Okay, so movies. the thing is, the first movie is about him getting revenge for the dog. The second movie is about him getting revenge for his car. That's where it starts, <laughs> is he gets his fucking car back. And then it kind of gets into this loop where there's this one guy that's fucking with him and he kills this fucking guy in the hotel because he talks about his dead wife or whatever. And so he just shoots him in the fucking head in the hotel. And the third movie is like, hey, you broke the hotel rules. So the hotel is going to track you down and kill your ass. And John, Dude, the Wick- hotel is going to kill him in yeah. the third one. So <laughs> yeah. does this just progress into comedy? Like, how does this work? No, dude. It's fucking <laughs> badass, dude. And no, Halle Berry is in it. And he's fucking killing people with Halle Berry and Morpheus is like, not my birds, motherfucker. And then they, oh, no. they cat Morpheus because he would have killed him. got Lawrence Fishburne in this motherfucker yes. as a bird man? Yes. The second one and the third one. He's the he's the bird man. Damn, I like Lawrence Fishburne. He was amazing in Othello, man. Othello's a controversial one, but like when you actually put a black dude in the lead role and it's Lawrence Fishburne, not a bad play. That's true. You realize that like Othello was a black yeah. man, right? <laughs> no, no, he. But he was usually played by a white man in blackface. 
and it was <laughs> controversial. <laughs> Which is, I guess it should be. I'm not saying, that, you know. Obviously, it's good we've moved past blackface. <laughs> yes, what? of course. I think, I think that's about <laughs> you know, a conversation for today, you know, boys. <laughs> let's go ahead and just, like, cut out this last four minutes and just cut to me saying I loved Lawrence Fishburne and Othello. Oh, that's man. Patreon-exclusive yes. blackface conversation. <laughs> but, Mark, I'm telling you, go watch the John Wick movies, dude. Just... I'll give them a shot. They're hey, you know what so we ought to do? crazy good. We should do motherfucking audio commentaries. We should we should watch movies together and just talk shit over That's them. That's what and we then, do like, on Nerd that for like, $3 Retro. a piece on Bandcamp. Last night, we did one for uh, Street Fighter the movie and the 1994 no, kidding, Street the Fighter movie. the fucking 80s one or one of the newer ones? The 90, 1994 90s with Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's what we that did movie last night. is a motherfucking masterwork of ridiculousness. It dude. is, and it was, uh, What dude. was his name, man? But the, the guy who played fucking... Uh, Raul the Adam's family father. Raul it was Julia. like his last yeah. role. That dude. poor bastard. What an actor no. to go out with the no, Street dude. Fighter we were talking movie. about like this ain't a bad movie to go out on because it's just glorious ridiculousness. That is a fun movie, bro. It is. We, we had fucking, a blast. Uh, oh my god, who is it, man? Fuck Zangief when he like does yeah. when he tries to do like the American gestures and shit awkwardly. It's like yes, my friend, and he does like the sideways thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, the Kylie Minogue's <laughs> yeah, in it. That's um, fun. Yeah, Kylie Minogue's in it. Um, what's her name from? Uh, I can't remember her name. The Asian lady. She's in uh, the Ming Na Wen. Yeah, Ming Na Wen. She's in it. Nice. Dude, Mulan, it's, motherfucker. It's like well, a I'm who's, gonna tell you right now. I'm who's not who of nineties fucking dollars for a Mulan with no Mushu in that motherfucker, bro. <laughs> Why don't yeah. they put out the Szechuan just, sauce at McDonald's I for the, the new Mulan <laughs> M- Mulan movie? I want it, man. I want the Szechuan sauce. I just want to taste it. I don't care about the hype. It's just like now that everybody is wondering, I'm part of that. I wonder. I wonder what it tastes like. I've it's, had it. It's good. I've had I, some of it at a, in, uh, at a little tiny Comic Con. Someone recreated some Szechuan sauce out of the original recipe. Oh, and I had dope. To, it's worth the hype. It's very good. Hmm. It's very good? God damn. All right, you guys. We I like we, very good things. We got to go ahead and wrap this thing up here in just a few because I'm like getting hungry. <laughs> Before, before Mark talks more about <laughs> blackface. <laughs> Look, anyone that knows Mark knows that he's like the least racist person yeah. in the entire world. I, don't, I wouldn't say that now. I think you're going to do it for us, guys. I think after a couple of weeks, we should uh, release this episode on the main feed, too, for for all the listener, all the regular listeners. Too. Yeah, uh so when we uh, after we shoot our next bonus episode, we'll go ahead and release this one okay. after Sweet. a good month. Sounds good to me. Well, guys, I'm really uh, happy to have been a part of this yeah, again, man. you guys. I love open micers. I love what you do. I think it's amazing. Micers, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> Oh man. Oh Mark, my god. Thank you for coming on again. Go check him out. Uh look up all his stuff at Touch Biloxi on uh on Facebook. Don't you have a website with all the stuff or just just I got Facebook? me a touchbiloxi.bandcamp.com where over two hundred and fifty songs that I have written and made all by my little self and unless otherwise noted can be downloaded for free with the option to download. You can Fantastic. also find me on YouTube as Touch Biloxi and kicking your ass every single day on PSN as Retro Mush. Awesome. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say good night, you guys. Thanks for this conversation, and I'm going to eat me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good night, you guys. Good night, guys. Night.